Are you one of our regular students for Self-Improvement Wednesday? Each week you get to learn something new. Your lesson this week, Cara Walker, cutting-edge artist in a couple of ways. Your teacher is Elizabeth Ann McGregor, Director of the Museum of Contemporary Art, and uh, she joins us on the line. Elizabeth Ann, thank you so much for talking to us. Not at all, Richard. It's strange not to be able to see you, but there we go, the new reality. Now, we we have an artist this week who seems particularly relevant amid today's Black Lives Matter protests. Indeed. Um, in fact, Cara Walker has long been one of my favourite artists, and I think her work is incredibly relevant now. Um, she really takes on the issues of racism and also gender and has herself been subjected to a lot of controversy um, she makes incredible black silhouette cutout pieces based on a, an 18th century technique of paper silhouettes and in doing so creates, you know, really extraordinary, very powerful um, images of slavery and the treatment of black people through history and in doing so, is, in fact, uses stereotypical imagery, which in itself can be quite confronting and, and indeed problematic. So very complex and um, playing right into um, a lot of the current debates that are so important for us to have. Well, we'll get to the criticism that she received at one stage, but tell us a bit about her story. A lot of her raising was in Atlanta, was in Atlanta Georgia. Yes, so she was, you know, deep south and she came from a very artistic family. Her father was a painter and a university professor. Um, she went to actually quite a conventional art school um, in, the, in, the, in the late 80s where conceptual art, which was the art of ideas as opposed to the art of making, um, was not so popular. Um, but she herself became very influenced by her reading, particularly of um, African-American writers uh, such as Toni Morrison and Bell Hooks and women artists of colour like Lorna Simpson and Adrian Piper, as well as, of course, the, 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 the general history of American art. So she had a very rich training um, and she went on to, to do an MFA. So she, she was very, um, very well educated, really interested in all sorts of ideas. And almost immediately, in a sense, in New York, was picked up by a, a small but very influential organisation called the Drawing Centre, um, and this is where she pioneered this technique looking back to the 18th century where um, paper silhouettes were used as a very cheap way of making portraits. And so she adapted this technique to be able to tell these incredible stories. And the one in the drawing centre is called Gone, a historical romance of a civil war as it occurred between the dusky thighs of one young negress and her heart. Mm. So an incredibly and, evocative title, Gone <laughs> referring, of course, to Gone with the Wind. And the scale is amazing. The title's pretty pretty amazing, but the scale, 25 feet long. 25 feet long, and it is these silhouette figures showing the history of brutality and racism in America, and really extraordinary. And obviously about the, the Deep South, the south of the Civil War, where the Confederate states who broke away in, in initially in defence of, of, their, of their right to have to own slaves. And um, so an incredibly powerful work. Um, and she then was picked up immediately and, and shown quite extensively representing um, the United States in the Sao Paulo Biennale, for example. Um, but as I said, it, it, it became very controversial. Now, the controversial part was, uh, I suppose, mainly old, an older generation of African-American artists were worried about her use of these stereotypical images. I think anyone, any artist who uses those images to, put, to do what we call a critique... Um, is well aware that sometimes it is read as an in, as as reinforcing. So so it's stereotypical uh, images of 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 people of race are very problematic. Um, 
But she puts it into her own context. And so while it was understandable, the criticism that she received, you know, she stuck to her guns. She was not doing this from a racist perspective. In fact, she was doing it from an anti-racist perspective in order to really powerfully make her point about the horrors of slavery and indeed contemporary treatment of black people in America. Well, you so mentioned, a very interesting device. You, you mentioned contemporary treatment. And as soon as Katrina happened, and, you know, we all know about that, the impact of that on the black america uh, the the black community in america she she brew, drew that into her art as well Yes, after the deluge was the major work she made at the Metropolitan Museum, and it was li- it's been likened to that extraordinary series by Goya, the disaster of wars from the early 19th century, which really showed um, the ter- the terrible things about war. And she did the same thing about the impact of Katrina, but also juxtaposing it against the natural disaster, the water, the symbolism of water, and of course a lot of slaves died crossing the Atlantic. So um, very much a recurring theme again about the history of slavery. Mm. Uh, take us to this the, the site-specific work, because she starts doing that in, in, in about 2014, and they are enormous, aren't they? An amazing work. She was commissioned to make a work for the Domino Sugar Factory in Brooklyn, as part of, actually as part of a big art fair, and it's called A Subtlety or The Marvellous Sugar Baby, and it's got a great subtitle, A Homage to the Unpaid and Overworked Artisans, who have refined our sweet tastes from the cane fields to the kitchens of the new world on the occasion of the demolition of the Domino sugar refining plant. So it's an, it's a, it's an enormous 75-foot-tall sculpture in sugar of a black woman in a sphinx-like position. It's really, really extraordinary. I do um, tell people to go online and have a look at it, a very, very direct response to this building and its history. And, of course, referencing slaves being used to cut sugarcane, which was obviously an incredible image of, of, of what was happening to, to black people historically. And it, was, it became an incredible site in New York, 130,000 visits, um, including many celebrities, Beyonce and so on, all of whom, of course, were Instagramming madly. So it, <laughs> it reached this very, very broad audience. It was quite, quite remarkable. And, and just like the cutout silhouettes, she was using an older technique, wasn't she? This, the, the use of, of, of sugar paste by royalty. Yes, so so the sugar sculptures were made by royalty. Um, the sugar, of course, was cut from the cane fields by the slaves and then turned into sugar paste, which was specifically for royalty. So yes, indeed, it, it, it has class references as well, which is, which is, is exactly the, the complexity of these debates um, about race and the situation of black people in America and indeed in any country where race and class are both important elements. Yeah, she's still very active. The most recent the big work is, is just last year at the Tate Modern. Yes, I have to admit this is my favourite um, and I'm really sad. I was planning to see it and I haven't been able to. Um, it's a piece in the Turbine Hall, the wonderful Turbine Hall at the Tate Modern called Fons Americanus. And it was inspired by her driving to the airport down Pall Mall and seeing the Victorian Memorial in front of Buckingham Palace. And of course, Victoria presided over the empire. And the British Empire, of course, benefited hugely from slaves. And so she re, she re, redoes the monument in the, in the hall, but with actually with the fates and tragedies of people from Africa, America and Europe woven through it. It's a fascinating work with lots of different elements from, um, you know, uh, funny, funny, funny sending up of Victoria. Um, to a shark jumping out. So she she incorporates also lots of art historical references, immensely complex work and 
really too complex now for further discussion, but very much saying this is a good way to talk about the power of monuments and how we can represent them yes. um, at, a, at a time when we're all, uh, all thinking about what is the best way to look at history. Well, important at any time, but yeah, a particular time when, uh, you know, people are pulling down statues and, and, building, and building new ones. Uh, Elizabeth Ann McGregor, what a wonderful lesson. Thank you so much. Thanks, Richard. There's uh, Liz Ann McGregor, Director of the Museum of Contemporary Art, with her lesson on Cara Walker. You can listen back, of course, online, usual spot, abc.net.au slash Sydney. There you'll also find details of how to subscribe to the free Self-Improvement Wednesday podcast. Next week, an insect lesson, Beetle Battles, with Eliza Middleton from the Invertebrate Behaviour and Ecology Lab at the University of Sydney. That's Self-Improvement Wednesday next week.